Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast, episode 20, where we're going to continue into grief and um, the loss that uh, I experienced in my life with my dad. Um, we're going to kind of go into more of how I dealt with it, um, which this episode should be really short because it wasn't until I did this podcast that I really dealt with it. <laughs> so, um, no, but, uh, there's, there was a lot of different things that happened during, um, that time that brought me closer to the Lord, but there was also things that, um, caused me to, to backslide a little bit. Um, I, we talked about, um, the look in my dad's eyes. That was something that was really, difficult for me to deal with. And, um, the, I think my final conclusion was that, uh, I think it, the first time I see God is going to look, I'm going to be pretty scared too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, right. um, honestly, that's what, it, it took me a long time to come to that. Um, it took a, a lot of thought and, um, prayer and reading scripture. And, um, I think that's probably the biggest is being in, in the word and knowing what God tells us, knowing what, um, the promises are that we have if we believe in Jesus. Sure. Cause in, and just in case somebody, this is the first time that they're listening to the podcast, if they didn't listen to the last episode, um, Steve talked about his dad and losing his dad and, and the journey. And, uh, one of the last things that he, he told his dad, um, before he passed was it's okay. It's okay. And then, uh, Steve sometime, how much, how much time was it when you, when you were saying it's not okay? Um, it was probably about three months. Uh, my dad passed in October and it was probably after the new year. So it was probably in January. Yeah. So he had, uh, he kind of went off on his kid. Yeah. I lost it on my kids over something small because I had been, um, bottling everything up and not dealing with it one of those toxic traits and then um, lost it on my kids. And I was uh, in my room crying, punching the floor saying it's not okay. Um, because he felt guilty that you told your dad it was okay. And that's yeah, why he felt guilty. I felt um, like I, like if I hadn't said that he would still be there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was something that was, man, it was just hard, you know? Um, because like I said in that, in the last episode was it, there was no time. There was no like, it's okay, dad, you can go. And then, you know, um, an hour later he went, it was within the minute, mm -hmm. you know, like it was that quick. Um, and we were all prepared for it. We had a whole year to prepare for him going and we were all there for, for that reason. Um, but every moment counts. Right. But I couldn't help but question, like, if I hadn't said that it was okay, would he still be here? Well, and the thing that you said, you know, you had told me that that really hurt too, was the fact that when you said that, he had this look of fear in his eyes. Right. Right. Yeah. And you always, and you thought that. Like, it, it made me question, made me question, like, what did he see? Was, was, was that look of fear something that was... Um, this isn't what I expected. There's, there's nothing here. The, I'm not where I expected to be. You know, I didn't go to heaven. You know, what was, what was it that, uh, that I, I went, I mean, I tried to come up with all types of things that would, that explained it for me. Um, how, like, why, why that look, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I would like to think that my last breath here, my first breath in heaven, I'm going to be excited. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to have a look of amazement, of joy, of uh, maybe even wonder. But I, I did not expect to see what I interpreted as a look of fear. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was what – that was probably the biggest factor in my, my backsliding that I did for a little bit, even though I was still – I had been called, I felt that I had been called by God to be in a pastoral slash teacher ministry role. type. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Into ministry. Um, even though I had that and I was pursuing that 
because that's what God wanted me to do. I was being obedient and I still had those questions and I had, I had kind of wondered like, is that what, what is, what is it? Like, you know, I wondered like, it's not, it's not true. It's not there. Or you started he, questioning. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't go to heaven or mm-hmm. what, like, um, which, um, I think probably that's, that's what's important is that I was still being obedient, even though I was backsliding in my faith. Like I was questioning a lot. Um, well, is it in, yes, we're talking about backsliding, right? But you didn't, you didn't come to a place because sometimes people backslide, what they end up doing is they just, they're not um, plugged in. They're not walking the walk and they're just completely rebellious. Um, but you weren't in that sense where you were, you were actually still trying to walk that walk, but you're probably giving more into the flesh than you were giving into the spirit. A lot more. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, and it actually, uh, <laughs> well, this is something that I never thought I was going to bring up, but um, one uh, one of the things that happened was um, I reverted back to um, pornography. I reverted back to um just trying to feel um, and man, this is difficult Uh, (laughs) because I didn't think I was going to bring this up and, and I actually had kind of forgot about it. Um, I had actually um, gone down an old path that I knew very well of trying to, find comfort in, um, talking with other women and, um, trying to find a way to, I don't, I don't know if I was trying to feel because I had, I had just shut, shut down. Essentially I was filling my life with everything else that I could not to feel, but then I was looking for something else to help me feel. Um, well, and, and I think, I think, you know, and, and that's a big thing. And that's why I think, you know, this whole, you know, two sets of podcasts are super important, right? Mm-hmm. You know, recognizing what happened and, and honoring your father in that sense and, you know, dealing with that. But then through that comes your portion of it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And how you deal with it. Cause you know, here's the thing, you know, Jesus tells us like, Hey, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have tribulation. You're going to go through these things and over and over through scripture, you, whether it's James, you know, telling us like, Hey, don't, um, you know, don't think it's strange that you're going through these, these trials, you know what I mean? And, and Peter also talking about these fiery trials that you're going to endure, but your faith is more precious than gold. Like over and over, there's all these, these forms of scripture that are giving us comfort in the sense of, I mean, we need comfort because if we don't seek comfort in the Lord, we are going to seek comfort from some something else. And that's what I had, I had done. Instead of um, being open with my family about what I was feeling and going through, I was in, in the light. I made it everybody think that I was okay. But in the darkness, I was seeking a way to feel. Sure. And um, through that, I um, ended up – what I had to do um, was I had to bring it to light. And I – told my wife like, Hey, this is what was, what I was doing. And I understand based off our history, if you're done with me, I understand. Um, but I got to bring it out and I got to bring it to light and let you know that this is what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, partly because, uh, I was kind of put in the position where I had to, the person I had reached out to tried to blackmail me and was trying to get me to pay them money. And I was like, I'm not going to pay you money. Uh, I didn't even do anything other than talk to you. Um, so I reached out to my wife and I told her like, Hey, I messed up again. And this is what I was doing. And my wife, um, was (laughs) showed me grace that I had never, uh, thought I would experience again, other than when I got saved. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that was, that was like a pivotal moment for me. That moment was where I had, um, realized I had been messed up and I have people who love me around me and I needed to, 
um, talk about things. And I explained to my wife what at that time I even explained to her then, like what I was trying to do was just feel something. Mm -hmm. And it was me, um, after the loss of my dad feeling dead inside. And even though I was doing all these other things, being obedient and trying, you know, trying to follow that path in the darkness, I was doing other things that, um, you can't serve two masters, right? Like yeah. you, like, and that's what it came down to. And I had to make a choice then, um, to like, I could have just like walked away from, from it and let it be, uh, let's see if that person did contact my wife or anything like that, or I could bring it to light and, um, tell my wife from me and just, accept the consequences because I messed up yeah. and my wife was, um, showed me more grace than well, which is also in a, in a sense, um, a positive thing, right? Because you, you went back to handling and, and, um, dealing with things a certain way that you did before. Right. right. And here's the big thing, you know, this is something that, you know, you know, especially like teaching the kids over and over again, it's like, Hey, hey you know, like go back to the garden and, and what happened? As soon as they messed up, what did they try to do? They tried to put a fig leaf over it. They tried to cover their sin, yep. you know? And and here was a point where, you know, everything is like, I, I can go back to covering it up and covering it up and covering it up and, and even feeling justified because, dude, you don't know what I've been going through. I've been battling this thing with my dad and, you know what I mean? And at that moment, it's like, but you know what? You're, you're trusting God in that sense and coming clean and, and doing something different. Right. And you you got that that different outcome, you know, gratefully from from your wife and being gracious, you know. But this is where those trials begin, and you know, it's sad how many times you have families, especially when they lose somebody, you know, you, you uh, especially like a child, right? They always say like, I remember my wife and I went when one of our kids tried to commit suicide, and and I know that her and I were both terrified because it was like, okay, this is going to either make or break our marriage. Again, you hear it all the time. You know, when something uh, devastating happens to to a couple, to a family, whatever is really truly rooted within that marriage is going to come out. And if it's strong, adversity is going to just strengthen that. But if that marriage is weak, adversity is going to destroy that. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, Warren Wiersbe, we've talked about this book, Strategy of Satan, uh, plenty of times in, in one of the chapters uh, he brings out how Satan wants to get at us, you know, whether it's deception or whether it's our pride. In this chapter, in chapter two, he talks about, um, he uses Job as the Old Testament example. And he says that, you know, Satan will try to target us and he'll even use our body. One of his methods, he'll, he'll use our body when we think of Job. And and his weapon is going to be suffering. And um, the purpose, and what's his purpose? And here's the thing, to make you impatient with God's will. You know, and obviously his defense is going to be the imparted, imparted grace of God. And I think you saw that obviously with your wife. Um, I want to read this one part where, where this is what Wordsby says in, on page 34. He says, Satan cannot touch the child of God without the heavenly father's permission. This is a great encouragement to us for we know that whatever suffering may come to our lives, God has ordained it and is in complete control. The one thing God will not control is how we respond to the suffering. And, and it is here that Satan can gain his purpose, right? You know, just the example of Job. Job, you know, is this righteous man. Satan, you know, goes to God and, and God's like, hey, have you seen my servant Job? Look at how great he is. And Satan's like, yeah, you know what? It's because you've blessed him all this time. And God's like, okay, well, you know what? Go for it. You can do anything, but don't touch his body. Don't harm him. And boom, all these things come. He loses every single one of his kids. He loses his, you know, so his, his kids. And then on top of that, he uh, loses his, his, his cattle and all the things that are going to provide for him, right? For him to eat and live off of and make money and, and his like, livelihood. Yeah, his livelihood. Just all these things, right? And then Job was still, all right. And then God's like, okay. You know, Satan comes back to him and he's like, yeah, you know what? Skin for skin though. You know, he, you know, you, it's because you've just kept him in, in, in all this other stuff. And then God's like, all right, well, go ahead, but you can't kill him, you know? And there you go. Satan goes ahead and, and gives him boils and like completely affects his personhood, his body, you know? And um, it's grief and it's suffering. 
You know, mm-hmm. he grieved over his children. He grieved over the loss of his livelihood. And now he's suffering. And what is he going to do? You know what I mean? And, and, and knowing like, you know, what you're going through and what we're going through or what anybody's going through right now, right? Whether it is the loss of a child or maybe it's a loss of your livelihood or it's the loss of, you know, who knows what it is. God is in control and he's allowed it because, you know, just like he said, and just like the Bible shows, it's like, right, he, you know, Satan had to go to God in order for God to allow it. Not that God brings it, not that God is doing it. It tells us in, in, in James very clearly that, hey, God is not tempting you, but he will allow trials in our life, okay? So he's, he's allowing this to go in our life, but knowing that, guess what? He's in control of it. And it looks like, hey, we have no control. Now, he's in control of the circumstances that has happened, but he's not control in control of how you're going to deal with that. And that's the process of what I wanted to talk about with this podcast. How do we deal with that? You know, you came to a place where it was like, you know what, you're, you're selfish and we're all selfish, right? Mm-hmm. We're in those moments. And, and think about it. Like we will, it, here's the thing when you're, when you're fighting with your spouse, right? Your selfishness doesn't come out because it's like, you know what? No, I'm not going to help you with this. Or we were going to, or with your kids, right? We were going to do this and I was going to do that for you, but now I'm not going to do it anymore. Right. right. It, it's those moments that your selfishness will come out and you are going to retaliate because you're just thinking about you and you're not thinking about that greater picture of what is it that God wants to do in this? So how do we get to a place and how did you get to a place where it was like, hey, you know, how do I get back on that path where I'm not, not backsliding? How do I get back on the path where I'm not mad at God for what if he, if, if God truly loved me, cause that's what we can get to, right? If God truly loved me, he wouldn't be allowing me to go through this. I, th- I think for, <clears throat> for me, I don't think that, um, some of the, like the, a lot of the questions I had, I, I always do the whole thing. I was like, God is in control, but like, I, I wondered like why my dad, right? Mm-hmm. Like why, uh, like who did he do something that, you know, because the man I knew, um, and I'm not glorifying my dad, but the man I knew was a good man, right? Like he was a good dad. He was a good husband. Um, he was a good employee. He was a good friend. Like why, why is this happening to him? Mm -hmm. Right. And also why me? Right. Like, like we talked about, we're, I'm not that old. My, My dad's dad is still alive. My grandfather's still alive. You know, what, why would, why is this happening to me? Um, and I think that I, I didn't sh- struggle with um, God taking him. Like I was in that sense, I was like, he's not suffering anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thank- uh, thankful for the time that I got with him. I was thankful um, that he was no longer suffering, but what I think um, after after that and my wife being uh, so gracious towards me, um, it just changed something in me. But what I don't, I can't even explain. Like what that grace from my wife. I mean, I was bawling when my wife said, "Like I forgive you. It's okay." Like it was like uh, I never wanted to go back down that path because I was like, wow, like I, when I made that phone call, I fully expected that my marriage was done mm-hmm. and that, you know, my life was going to be completely, completely changed again. You know, like now I just lost my dad, but now it's going to be even worse because now I'm going to lose my wife and I'm probably going to lose my kids. And, um, so when I got, when that grace appeared, uh, from my wife, I think that was, what got me to realize, like, quit being an idiot, Steve. Like, you're, you, you need to, you know what you need to do, essentially, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, we talk about it all the time. Like, you need to be in fellowship. You need to pray. You need to, to be in your scripture, you, you, all these different things. So, um, I think getting back into coming to church, doing school and ministry, um, really kind of got me back in the right headspace, right? Like that right um, way of thinking. It it needed to, it, I needed to be around people who believed what I believed. 
Because if I wasn't, it's easy to be around people who like that are part of the world that are like, you know, why, why do you think that happened to your dad? Mm -hmm. You know, or, um, uh, people that are, that just have a negative outlook that try to push you to a certain point to be, go away from God essentially. Mm -hmm. So I think it was important, really important for me to be back into the church, um, to be around people who, who believed and who believed that as long as you believe in Jesus Christ, you have salvation, right? Because if, if I didn't believe that my, if I wasn't around other people who believe that it would have been real easy for me to start to really question and fall away. Yeah. And it's like, it's like an addict, right? When an addict's trying to get clean. Right. Right. It's like, you need to be careful with who you're going to surround yourself with. If you go back to, you know, the episode with Pastor Ryan and when he was talking about that, like, hey, man, like, you know, coming off of, you know, my addiction and, and drugs and all this other stuff, like I needed to get a new number. I erased all my contacts. I got out of this. Like, I, I, I did not hang around with those people. You know what I mean? And, and the same thing goes in the sense of like, hey, when you go through these issues and these trials, like, guys, you know, when the Bible tells us that we're going through spiritual trials, like, it's legit. Like there is a supernatural world that we cannot see, but it is, it is highly present. And, and, you know, it, I like what Worry Warren Worthy says, he's like, hey, patient endurance is enriching. Satan tempts us that he might bring out the worst in us, but God permits it that he might bring out the best in us, you know? And it's like, there's this battle and, and, and this is the opportunity in, in this time of grief and the time of, of, of suffering, you know? there is going to be a change in you. Like something is happening to you in that sense. And you need to be super vigilant. You need to be super careful because there is this go-between. I think it's funny because uh, as you read that, I was literally, I mean, I didn't read this until a couple of months ago, but I was literally in that battle um, daily. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, you know, pursuing my college education and Christian studies, school ministry, this this path that I feel that I've I've been called to and trying to be obedient to that, but then also dealing with this actual life, actual life over here, but and dealing with it in a bad way, right? Like leaning back on what the world, what I used to do in the world, right? And like just going through that battle, um, and what it came down to was making a decision. Was making a decision. Which one? Am, which yep. one am I going to go through? And this one over here that I've been pursuing, being obedient to God, has yet. Yeah, I've gone through stuff, but has yet to bring anything negative. But this one over here, I'm already dealing, thinking I'm losing my wife, losing my kids. You know, it was a decision. Like, which one? Which one do you want in your life? Mm-hmm. And so I had to make that decision. And luckily. For me, my wife's grace towards me saying, like, I forgive you in that moment. Like, it wasn't like she yelled at me. It was it was like literally the next word out of her mouth after I told her what I had been doing was, I forgive you. Yeah. And it was like, that's done. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm Because my wife is over here on this side with the obedience side. So I'm going that way. Yeah. And I think um, – that was probably the one of the moments that really made me choose what I was going to do, what I um, or how I was going to deal with it, and um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't something that was easy, sure. you know. Okay. And 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 now looking back, like having this conversation, because literally in, until we started talking right now, I had completely pushed that out, right? Like that was gone. So um, I'm not really prepared in what I'm saying right now, but like it's been, uh, it wasn't easy, but it was something that once I made it, like I was like, I'm not going back to that. Yeah. And that's why it's important. You know, you you start putting yourself in a place of, in the right trajectory. Cause had you, had you not gone back at the church, cause you spent all that time with your dad every, you know, time, whether it was Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, when we had services, like you weren't here, but when he passed, he started coming back and he started getting plugged in, you know, had you taken that time off and still just been like, Hey, you know what? Now I need a grieving process to handle it. You wouldn't have been had, you wouldn't well, have had that. Well, just, uh, I mean, 
think because then COVID happened, right? Yeah. Like, and then because my daughter has a compromised immune system, I stopped coming to church again, mm -hmm. right? And there was a, a, a point of backsliding because there was other things that led up to me not coming to church mm -hmm. too, that I was like, wait, like we got to get back into church. Yeah. And um, I think what it came down, because I, I, there wasn't church hurt, but what it came down to was there was things that I was seeing that I wasn't, um, I didn't. I didn't like the answers I was getting. Mm -hmm. um, and instead of uh, being open to uh, the idea that, well, I might not have the right answer. Mm -hmm. And two, um, that everybody who comes to this church, every single person that comes to church, church is yeah. uh, to any church is still just a person. Mm -hmm whether they're a pastor or whether the, no matter what a teacher whatever they're still just a person and they could be wrong right like in my eyes i guess my my idea of church was if you're teaching me something you shouldn't be wrong mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so i kind of took that and was like well i don't want to go to this church right now mm -hmm. you know um because there was i, I didn't I'd, I'd had a disagreement with somebody and it left a bad taste in my mouth and that person was a teacher. So I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it mm -hmm. anymore. And I kind of was like, I'm going to go look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And I did, I looked, I uh, went to other churches and those churches were in way worse shape than this church. So I came <laughs> back, <laughs> not that, not that this church is bad, but it was my own personal yeah, perception yeah. of what was going on. Um, so I had fallen away again mm -hmm. and it's a, a, the one thing that always makes it better is being plugged in and, and being around other believers, but also uh, I think now the maturity that has changed since 2017, all that stuff that we've, that I had gone through, um, the, the thing that has changed is like, I don't look at every person that goes to church, like they have it all together. Right. Because I mean, I think you guys talked about it on the podcast where it was like you know, sick people, healthy people don't go to the hospital. Yeah. Right. Like the, the, and that's the same thing with the church. Like we're all sinners and not all of us have it together. Not all of us have all the answers. So it was me. It was about me changing my Your perspective on it, perspective yeah. of yeah. what um, was going on, but it was important to be plugged in. Like, I mean, getting just coming to church, that didn't do it for me. Well, you know, there's there's that there's that proverb, you know, where it's like, you know, there's these two dogs and, you know, which, you know, and if you fight these two dogs, which which dog is going to be the one that you can, you know, guarantee is going to do better than the other one, right? And it's going to be the one that you feed. Mm -hmm. The one that you starve is not going to have a fight in the game, right? But the one that you feed is is going to be the one that comes out on top. And that's the same thing with us where it's like, hey, we have the flesh and the spirit. Which one are we feeding into? You know, and sometimes we think that, hey, I'm coming to church and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And guess what? You're, you're not really truly feeding the spirit. Now it's helping, but sometimes just doing those external things are only feeding the flesh because you're only doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're going to church, cause it's like, hey, see, we went to church on Sunday. Yeah. But if you didn't take in the message so that you can apply what it means and what it's supposed to be doing and you're not applying it in your life, then all you're doing is honestly just feeding the flesh because now you think you're, you're doing good because you, you did something. Right. You know what I mean? Um, there's this one thing that I wanted to hit on where it says, uh, we cannot learn patience by reading a book or hearing a lecture. The only way we can learn patience is by going through the trials that God has assigned to us. The trials of life are the tools God uses to mature us, to build our faith and to get us to trust the spirit and not the flesh. When you find yourself impatient, you can be sure that Satan and the flesh are at work and that you are in danger of making a wrong decision. When the circumstances of life are irritating, that is time to be aware. When family problems, friends, finances, or feelings are making life uncomfortable, then you can be sure that Satan is near, waiting for an opportunity to attack. But God has given you a defense, you know? And that's the thing. It's like, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, God is transforming us to be more like his son. And that's the work that he wants to do with us, right? When we talked about it, it's like, that's the work of sanctification. We're God is trying to sanctify us. And, and 
how's he going to do that? He's not going to do it by us just reading through the Bible. No, he's going to do it through, hey, guess what? You're reading about all this stuff and how are you going to apply it in your life? And then boom, you get hit with these certain circumstances. And guess what? Now I have the tools that I can operate in the way that I'm supposed to, in the capacity that I'm supposed to, or I can operate in what I've always done and go back to that. You know, and and that's ultimately the battle that we're we're facing. You know what I mean? And we have to be rooted and grounded in Him because the trials are going to come, and the trials are going to come not because we sin, right? The trials are going to come. You know, we we've talked about we read it earlier where it was the disciples that got in the boat. Jesus like, hey, get in the boat and go on the other side. And what ended up happening? The storm. The storm. Yep. Right. And He allowed them to go through that storm, and they were obedient. They were being obedient. They did it happen ex- to them because they were obedient. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? So here's here's the biggest thing. You know, it's going to happen to us, and it's going to happen to the world. Right. But you going through and suffering and going through this grieving process that you've that you went through with your dad. There are other people that are around you that are grieving and mourning that don't know the Lord. And there's going to be a significant difference in the way that you grieve and the way that other people grieve because you're everybody's seeking comfort. That's why Jesus tells us like, Hey, you need to seek comfort in, in me, find comfort in me. And when you seek comfort in that, guess what? You're not going to a bottle. You're not going to, you know, other things that are going to satisfy that to deaden us. You know, it, it tells us in Ephesians that, Hey, you know what? Don't be uh, drunk with wine because it's dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. Because most of the times people are going to drink, so they don't have to deal with life. Yeah. They're going to drink so that they can they can put that stuff aside, so they can numb themselves. And God's like, no, I don't want you to walk away from your problems. I don't want you to ignore your problems. I want you to face your problems. But the only way that you're going to be able to face those problems in a godly manner and in the way that you should is being filled with the Spirit. Yeah, you know, and have and and having that and and knowing that. Yeah, I think. Um... You know, there was a, a short period of time where I did drink a little bit, but I I did not get to the point where it was like I was getting so sloppy hammered that I couldn't. Um, I was I wasn't try- I wasn't drinking for that purpose, but I didn't notice that I did start drinking more, mm-hmm. and um, I I had to end up just stopping for a while because I was like it, I saw where it was going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that the, the, it's, it's real easy to turn to what you knew, mm-hmm. right? And I did not, like I said, it's been, it hasn't been a very long journey for me. I'm at like four years now from the time I've been saved, like today, like, you know, like, that's where I'm at. But there's been um, a lot of things that have happened and so, like, it would have been real easy for me to just abandon this and go back to the world. Mm-hmm. But my life was never good yeah. with the world. It wasn't. It, my, I, luckily for me, I, I've been able to look back and see those things that where I saw God's hand at work in my life. And I was able to to realize, like, hey, okay, it, this was the good time when I was following and being obedient and the rest of the time wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's easy for us to sit here and say like, Hey, you know, be in the scripture, understand that, you know, that you're going to go through the, go through trials and it's part of the sanctification process, but also remembering that uh, there are, th- that it's easier to go the other way. Oh, 100%. I mean, with, without a doubt, it's easier yeah. to to fall back into the world than it is to look for God's work, hand at work in your life. Um, because you know, especially as, as you're the closer you are to that trial, um, as you get further away, it's easier to look back and see what was happening. Um, as you're in it, it's hard to see that you're, you know, you have that five meter view instead of that 5,000 meter view. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that I, I, what that, I just want people to understand, like, I'm not saying like, you just got to do this. Like it's, I, I do understand, like, it's harder, it's easier to go that way. And that's what I'm talking about is I took some easy routes and, I ended up coming back to the harder route, that narrow path, right? Because um, 
my life was always better on the narrow path than it was. Yeah, for sure. And and, and I mean, and the Bible is is filled with that whole concept. I mean, think of the children of Israel, right? They're coming out of Egypt and they're in the wilderness, but guess what? God's taking them. You know what I mean? He Yeah, he got them out of Egypt, but the, all that wandering that they were doing, he was trying to get Egypt out of them. And what ended up happening? Any Anytime something little happened, they would blame God. And it's like, hey, you know what? It was so much easier when we were back in Egypt and we had... Le- that always boggles my mind. Leaks. You know what I mean? But it's like leaks and we had this and we had that. And it's like, yeah, you know, what, what it, three hots in a cot. We had that when we were in yeah. Egypt. And now, you know, like we just got this stuff that God's giving and it's just his manna. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's so easy to look back and like, yeah. But, and when you were back there, you're crying out for help. You were, um, you know, you, you were under oppression. You were slaves in that sense. And, and and look at what God has done, but it's so easy to go back to how did I feel in that sense? And, and what is my experience as opposed to what do I need to do in order to get over this? And what do I need to do in order to really enjoy what it is that God has for us? Right. Yeah, like I said, I think, um, I mean, we've talked about being in, uh, being in the scripture, prayer and worship, right? Mm-hmm. Like those things, um, it's funny, like even today, like it doesn't matter what I'm going through. If I turn on some worship music, man, my my day just starts getting better. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, even without the prayer and the scripture, if I just turn on worship music, my day starts getting better. And I think it it focuses our thoughts, right? Like it focuses us on what the the promises we have. And um, I mean, for some people, it might be sitting down and and reading scripture. You know, like. I think all three of them go hand in hand, but what's the one thing you're going to turn to when, when you're, um, when the bottom falls out. Yeah. When the bottom falls out for me, it's, it's music. And like, I, I love hearing worship music. I suck at singing. I I can't play an (laughs) instrument, but I love hearing worship music and it's awesome to me. So, um, that's always something that I turn to. Um, and I, I like to find, nuggets, Bible nuggets. That's what Benny calls them, right? Or nuggets from, from your readings. Like, Hey, what's something that like, let me find a Bible nugget right now. Let me dig into Romans and find something that just stands out to me or doing. Um, I do this quite a bit is where I just go into like blue letter Bible and I do a word search where like a specific word I, I, you know, grief, let me, let me look up grief and let me read all of those verses that are associated with it. Yeah. Yeah, You know? Um, but I, I, all I come back to is like the one thing I can think about that really, um, I mean, I, I, there's the scriptures, the music, the prayer, but the one thing I can think about that really kind of, I felt changed me or, or got me back on track was going to church. Like even just after having COVID going back to that, that after being out for three weeks, going back to church, it was like, I felt a peace. I felt at home and I felt like. I needed that. Like, mm-hmm. and I even told my wife, like, I have to go to church tonight. I have to, like, I need this right now. And it was something that I just being around people, right. Like that for me, like that's what worked being around other people and um, knowing that all, like I said earlier, like, sick people go to the hospital, right? Like a lot of the people that you're going to be around at church are going to be going through something. Mm -hmm. So um, that for me was, even though I don't know, probably 99% of the things that people are going through, but if just somebody talks to me and we can share a conversation, maybe even share some of what we're struggling with, that helps, you know? Um, For sure. And um Man, I I think serving, like helping high school kids because I've been there Mm -hmm. already, you know, like I know how to deal with a lot of the problems you're going to deal with in high school and probably um, a lot more than that now, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's 
there's no, I don't, I don't think that there's like a, a solution, right? No, there's there is not, not. There's, there's not, not like a, a set recipe. And I think it's dangerous to say that, that like, like, well, if you were reading more oh, yeah, of your yeah, scripture yeah. or, um, because I think that's one thing that people who are, who have experienced a loss or gone through a trial tend to do, right? They tend to be like, why, why is this happening? Why did I, is it, am I being punished? Is God punishing me for something? Or why isn't God helping me now? You know, am I not doing something right? Like, I don't think, I think it's very important not to, not to act like there's a specific thing that you can do to get through whatever grief you're going through. Yeah, for sure. Cause you know, there, I think there's, you know, you hear it's like, there's five stages of grief and this is the way, you know what I mean? And that's like, you know, you're trying to tell people, you know, people are going to grieve differently. You know what I mean? And, and, and here's the big thing, you know what I mean? And the Bible tells us about grieving and the Bible tells us that it is okay to grieve in uh first Thessalonians chapter four, verse 13, it says, and now dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died. You know, in the, in the new King James, I love how it says, it says like, we don't want you to be ignorant, right? Like we, we want you to know what's going on. And, uh, he says, what will happen to the believers who have died? So you will not grieve like people who have no hope. He's not saying so that you just don't grieve, period. He's saying, no, it's okay to grieve, but don't grieve like people that don't have hope. And, and what's the hope that we have? You know, he says, for since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. You know, we hold on to the scriptures of what God has given us, right? And and if we believe it, we have this hope. And we have this hope that God is going to do what he says. He, he's, he, you know, too many times we're focused on the explanations, you know, right. explain it to me, God, what is it? And, and as believers, we don't look for the explanations. We need to hold on to the, God's promises. You know, he has promised us this. He has promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. You know what I mean? When we go, you know, you brought up being punished. Am I being punished for this? No. God, God took that punishment out on Jesus. The wrath of God fell upon Jesus. So when I'm going through something, it is not God punishing me because I know that he punished Jesus. Jesus freely took that for me. Now, there are consequences and, and we live in a fallen world. Cancer, why, why does somebody get cancer? Well, unfortunately, we live in a fallen world. Those are the consequences <clears throat> of living in the fall. Well, yeah, there's a, there are natural occurrences. Yeah. From the day you're born, you're dying. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. So, the clock starts. Yeah, so you're already from the day you're born starting that process of dying, and I, <clears throat> I think for me, um, I mean, my dad, my dad had lung cancer that had metastasized to the brain, and it was easy. Like there was a time where I was super angry at the the people who missed it on the first X-ray, right? And um, th it was real easy to be angry at that that organization that missed that. But it was, um, I think, you know, my, my dad smoked mm -hmm. for a good portion of his life. So like in my mind, I don't think I was like, why did he get cancer? I knew why he got cancer, right? Like he had COPD because he had, he had been a smoker. He had quit smoking. Um, but he did end up getting lung cancer. Um, so I think like it's, it's not surprising. Right. And it's important to remember, like, there's going to be, like, we don't live in a world today, like, when you go to the store to get something that's completely organic, you're going to pay usually a lot more money. And, you know, like, everything that we have is treated with something or, you know, it's made by human, like, we don't eat the way, like, you're, we're going to have illness because yeah, it's gonna happen. the way we, the things we put into our body. Um, and that's natural, mm -hmm. right? Like, so I, I, I guess when my dad got sick, like, like I said, I was more of like, okay, like I understand it. Like I was upset at the people who missed it the first time because I'm like, well, if we would have caught it then, maybe it wouldn't have gone to his brain. But it was um, not, I, I think it's important just to not play that game of like- What if. What if, right? Yeah. Like- well, why or why, like the the is it punishment game? Like sure. I, you know what I mean? Like I I think especially when it comes to something like cancer, um, I I I imagine be, 
because I haven't lived it, but I imagine that somebody who loses somebody tragically in a car accident or something like that, where it's like, why? Instantaneously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so, but, and I can't, I can't even begin, um, to, to process that. I mean, I, I had experiences where with the loss of soldiers downrange where, you know, it was kind of like, I mean, we know why, but it's like, it's a tragic loss, you know? Um, so I don't, but I think it's important. Like, like you said, like why we, we need to stay, stay away from the, the why looking for the explanation. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, one of the biggest, one of my biggest takeaways and um, I can still be an impatient person, but I think through this, what one of my biggest takeaways was um, God's timing, mm-hmm. right? Like with that picture being one year to the day from when he, when he passed and wearing the same shirt um, that changed my perspective, right? Like if that was one year, you know, to the day, to the day, him. like that's God's time. But it's like, wow, you know, like God, that, I don't know what it was for him. I don't know if it was like a minute, if it was like a second for God. Mm-hmm. Right. But for us, it was a whole year and it just lined up perfectly. And for me, it was like, so like when I, when I felt like it was my, like I had to be obedient and, and follow the calling that I, that I felt I was being called to. Um, it wasn't like it had to happen right now. Because it's going to happen in God's time, mm-hmm. but um, it was, uh, you know, I learned patience. Yeah, because you have a choice right now. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't have to be right now that God's going to do something, but <clears throat> right now, what is going to happen? And the the decisions that I choose or the decisions that you choose are the factors that are going to play right. on what happens where you're at in that time. When right, and I just want to be obedient. Yeah. So like, what? I, and I think you know. But even looking back at my dad, like that was. Um, that that year living in it felt like forever mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it, i mean um not uh, like i i wasn't hoping that my dad would die but at I, at at 8 months i'm like dad i got to go to church again yeah. like i don't know how much longer you have but i've spent nearly every day with you for 8 months like i need to go to church um and I think looking back at it now, like in this moment right now, like even then I was wanting to get back into church, you know, like because for me there was something about being around believers and being around people that um, I could ask questions to, I could share things with. Um, you know, I, I, I guess maybe it's just like I have a heart for people, mm-hmm. you know, and that might not be everybody's thing. But uh, like I said, like uh, – being around people was what. Well, I think. and think about it. I mean, sometimes, you know, like people go through that. Let's say they're non believers. They're going to go and what? Go to a bar or go find yeah. something or, you know what? Drown it out, not even in, in a negative way in the sense of, of alcohol, but guess what? I'm going to go and golf all the time yeah. and, and completely just shut myself but, out and just. And I did that after my dad passed where I was throwing myself into everything, mm-hmm. right? Like where I didn't have to think. Um, so I, I do think that. Uh, that is, I should have prepared a lot more for this episode because I was not prepared for things that came out already. And I was, um, now I'm thinking about, um, I'm kind of talking in circles about being around people. And, um, I mean, I spent so much time around my mom, my brother, my family, um, that being away from them, but around, good people um and i know that not all people that come to church are good you know but Mm -hmm. being around people that i feel can i can talk to even though i didn't but i felt like i could right and i think that was important well the the people that are going to help put you on the right path right you know what i mean in that sense so and people that i would hope would tell me like steve you're really screwing this up you know so yeah, there's, you know, and, and here's the big thing, you know, um, with this whole grieving process and, and how do we grieve, you know, we can look at, you know, like I said in Thessalonians, like we have a hope, you know, and, and he doesn't tell us not to grieve. He tells us that, that it's okay to grieve, you know, and, and you can even look in some of the different scriptures where it's like, hey, you know what, I, like when Moses died, I think they took like 30 days 
you know what I mean? And mourn that loss. And, 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 you know, in America, it's like, nope. Hey, guess what? You have the service on, on a Saturday or a Sunday, and then you go back to work on Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and we don't have that. And, and there is a process that we should do. And, and we have to be able to accept what has happened and look for the steps to how am I going to handle this? And here's the thing, not that you're getting over it, right? Because sometimes people are like, hey, don't you think it's time that you got over this? And it's like, dude, you're never going to get never. over it. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, there might be things that you need to, uh, you know, I heard one guy say like, there, there might be the circumstances that you need to get over where it's like, you're trying to put, you know, thinking of somebody that, that died in a car accident. Well, what if I would have done this? And what if I would have done this? And what if I would, those are the things that you need to put aside. Those are the things that you need to, you know what I mean? Like, don't dwell on those things, you know? So you're never going to get over the loss, but the things that you can't control, those are the things that you need to put to the wayside and and not dwell on those things. Right. Because then you're thinking that that's in your control and now you're the one that's placating that. And it's like, you can't do that. Right. And I think it's important too, like, cause what you just said, like kind of brought something up for me and I mentioned it on the last podcast was that I think when people, like, if you're not dealing with something, you need to be really um, mindful of what you say. Yeah. Right. Like, um, like saying like, don't you think you should get over that? Like that, that's nothing. Like the loss of somebody is not something that mm -hmm. you, I, um, at least in my experience so far, anybody that I've lost, I've never got over yeah. it. Right. Like, um, and, um, I think there's a lot of things and just because I can, and I didn't like it when I heard it, I'm going to say this is, the, the scripture of God will use all things for good, for good. To like, those who are called. Yeah. yeah. Like that, when you're in the midst of loss is not what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. Like I, granted, I, I know that, um, and this is my personal thing. Maybe other people would want to hear that, but like, I, I almost feel like that's, um, one of those, like, like where you're just throwing something yeah. out, you know, mm -hmm. like, I don't really feel like you care. Like you want me to get out. You don't want me to deal with this very much longer. Like, you know, you just want to get, or either that, or you want to get away from Well, I think the problem is that we want to, you know, as people, we want to fix it. We see somebody hurting and we think that we can fix it and, right. and, and we can't, you know what I mean? And, and, and sometimes, you know, I, I shoot, I've been in situations where it's like, I don't even know what to say right now. You know, and I'm right. sorry, and I'll just be there with you. You know, and, and here's the here's the thing, you know, like you, you talk about throwing scripture out there. You know, when Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus, you know, and and he was there and he was ministering to, you know, the sisters, you know, with Mary, he handled things differently with Mary than he handled it with Martha, mm -hmm. you know. And and he handled it, you know, completely different. With one, he's like, Hey, you know, and he he talked to them and and comforted them and assured them. And then with the other one, you know what? He wept with her. Right. You know what I mean? And and think about that. Like, I know for me, it's hard too, because it's like, I, hey, we we have this hope, we have this, this, you know what I mean? And and sometimes, you know, I don't take that into consideration for people, you know? Right. And it's like, Jesus could have been like, look, this was going to happen. He didn't have to weep. He knows exactly what's going to happen. But you know what? He took the time to be there with that individual and gave them what they needed you know, right. maybe some people need space. Maybe some people don't need you to say anything. Maybe some people do need you to be there, uh, you know, and help with meals or. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that was um, one of the biggest things. I think, you know, like um, we recently had, um, I wouldn't say recently, but within the last couple of months, we had a friend from high school who lost their parent, mm -hmm. right? And, um I wasn't super close with that person. I wasn't uh, super close with their their parent, but I said, you know what? Like, I know what you're going through, so I'm gonna go there. Mm -hmm. And I showed up, and that's all I said to her was like, if you need anything, let me know. I know what you're going through. That's it. And I don't. And that's probably something I shouldn't have said because I don't know exactly what she's going mm -hmm. through, mm -hmm. but I know the the loss of a, a parent. parent. And, um, not a lot of people our age can say that. Right. So I felt like in that moment, like, Hey, let me go there and just be there for support if needed. Sure. Right. And, um, I know like when my dad passed, we got a ton of support. We had, we had food showing up from, I mean, all over the place that we didn't, we didn't ask for, but it, it helped because we weren't in a place where we were even thinking about yeah. eating. Yeah. So having food there was nice. And I, I think that's. Um, the big, one of the things is like, uh, 
just be there for the people, right? Like I don't, I don't always need somebody to tell me something and I'm a, I'm a, a violator of this. And I think, um, that's part of my personality and my wife gets mad at me like, Steve, I don't need you to fix anything right now. Just listen, yeah. you know, because I want to fix things for people The being a people person, like loving people, I want to help them, but it's just about being, just being there. Yeah. You know, I've heard it, you know, where they say it's the ministry of presence. I don't know where I've heard that, but I know that people, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, just, just being there, you know what I mean? And, and, and not being like Job's comforters, right? His friends that were trying to like, just do the same thing, right? Like, yeah. oh, well, you know, God works all things out for those I'm who are, you know what I mean? And it's like, it. yeah. And it's like, don't explain it away. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's all right. You know what I mean? And be there for that person and, 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 you know, show them that love. That's like when we have that opportunity to really show people, you know, hey, you matter. And, right. and I'm only doing this because of the love of God. You know what I mean? And God loves you and he's not punishing you. And hey, I'm here for you. I'm here for you when the times are hard. I'm here for you, you know, through through whatever it is that you need, but not being and trying to explain things away. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and knowing that it's okay too. Cause like even with Job, right? Job was, you know, hey, he was still going to God. You know, he wasn't happy. He was still questioning. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, there's, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, if you, if you doubt that's, you know, that's the opposite of faith. Not necessarily because you're doubting, but where are you taking those doubts, those doubts to? Job was taking, hey, that stuff to God right. and, and, and was still in communication with him, even though, you know, he, he wasn't happy with his circumstances. Right. Job was being really patient with God. It says it in the book, but he was getting impatient with his friends. You know what I mean? Why, why are you still telling me it's my fault or my kid's fault or, you know, like the sin in our lives? Like, no, like just be there. Yeah. Like, and knowing that. So, you know, the opposite of, of faith isn't doubt. It's actually sight. You know, the Bible tells us we walk by faith, not by sight. And what we want to do when we're grieving, what we want to do when we're hurting is we just want to numb the pain, Yeah, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's not, not showing, the, yeah, that's not showing faith. Yeah, and that's not the way to go about it. That's, um, from my ex experience with whether it was throwing myself into a ton of different projects, not saying no to anybody, just going and helping everybody, um, to, going into the darkness and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. Um, all I was trying to do was either trying to forget it mm -hmm. or feel something else. Yeah. And um, I think it's important to feel that grief. It's important to feel that loss. Like, um, because that was one thing I didn't do. Like I was at, from the, the moment my dad passed, I was in a mode of, Okay, now I have this to do, I have this to do, I have this to do to make sure that my mom can do this, my brother can do this, my grandfather can do this, like whatever the case may be. And I, I wanted to just throw a shout out to my grandfather. My grandfather has lost his wife and two of his children and he still lives a great life. You know, like I, I probably should have talked to him before I came and did this podcast and asked him like how he's been able to get through yeah what he has. Cause he lost uh, a son to a, a drunk driving incident. He lost his wife to, to a prolonged illness and then a son to a prolonged illness, um, with the cancer. Which so, dad, yeah. yeah. So I think that, um, I wish I would have talked to him before I came here to, to talk about how to deal because if any man knows how to do that, it's going to be him yeah, for but, sure. Maybe I'll ask him a question and get back to you guys on that one. But hey, guys, we're we're heading up the Armart. That's where this one flew by. Um, <laughs> hey, we just barely dipped our toe into this. I know that there's people that are listening that um, I, I could just think of a few people off the top of my head that are just um, have really gone through some hard times. You know what I mean? Really, really gone through it. You know, I think. Uh, bearing a child is probably the hardest thing that you can go through. And and one of the things I remember uh, when Greg Laurie um, lost his, his, his kid, I remember, um, I think it was Pastor Pat saying, you know, man, he, he got up that next, that Sunday, you know, that, that, you know, that whatever day he lost his child and whenever the next time was for him to, you know, preach, he, he didn't preach for a while, but, you know, he got up and was like, look, I still believe, you know, and that's huge, dude. 
That's mm-hmm. huge uh, to say and, and to just have that confidence. You know what I mean? And like, look, I still believe like um, I, I, I got this quote right here. It was in Job 13, 15. It says, though he slay me, I will hope in him. You know what I mean? And just thinking that and it's like, hey, you know what? God, I know God loves me and he wants what's good for me. And yeah. I, and sometimes it might be hard in that moment. Yeah. But um, I will say that I think um, – my experience with having been saved in 2017, it was probably a blessing that it happened so close to when my dad um, had got sick and passed because I was still kind of on fire, yeah. you know, and um, so I don't think there was a lot of time of doubt for me. There was, a, there was times of questioning, like, sure. like what we talked about, but there, I never doubted that there was a God. I never doubted that, that my dad was a believer and that my dad would be in heaven. I never doubted. Um, I, I always felt that the, the way that his passing was an end to his, his grief, right. Sure. And his suffering that he was going through. Cause I know what he went through was, was difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard. Um, so I think that, um, having uh, having been saved so close to when my dad got sick i think that kind of helped me and mm-hmm. um i know we were trying to wrap it up but that was something that i felt like um because th- i think it might be different if 15 20 years later after i've been saved if i don't have that same fire that same hunger i would hope that through the sanctification process i would be in the same sure, place sure. but i just just thinking about other people out there that might not be um in that process maybe they've been a believer but they haven't maybe you know they're just going to church they're not plugged in they're not doing they're not doing um the sanctification process hasn't is maybe slower than mm-hmm. um and maybe they that question is there i think um, I just wanted to throw that out there to yeah, for sure. kind of, well, then it goes back to his timing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes back to his timing. Um, you know, and, and, you know, when we love those that we care about that end up leaving, you know, I think if we want to do, you know, if we want to honor them, right. It's, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to live an honorable way. Like I have an opportunity to live that out and, and live a life and, and guess what, not go down the same path and like your dad, right? Like I need to be more, um, focus on my kids yeah. and not let that go to to losing him so early on when I can make a choice and and squandering and that, that was like a, we talked about uh, that inventory right like mm-hmm. doing that self reflection like uh, there was things that I came out of it with like I'm not gonna work my entire life just to retire and not get to enjoy it um, I wanted to be I wanted to change who I was uh, or kind of the way I was in. I wanted to reach out to people. I wanted to be like my dad and go around and, and, you know, make sure like my friends are okay. The people I know, like make sure I take the time to say hi or check on them. And, um, I wanted to, um, ultimately like what I saw on my dad, like I, I keep look, thinking back to his headboard and where that, like how it was so worn from him praying. And, um, I, I wanted to be obedient. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was something I was like, man, I, if I can do half of what he did in a, as far as obedience to God, then I think I'll be okay. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. um, I think that was, I think that's big is like, I think that is like, you're, like you were saying, that is a way to honor, um, those who have passed is you live your life to make them proud. You li- not necessarily to make them proud, but a life that, that they would be happy that yeah, you were yeah, living. Yeah. And that they would be proud that they're, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not squandering it and being like, man, you know, drinking it away. Yeah, or, This is how you're, yeah. this is what you're doing with, you know what I mean? I wish I had another day. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> because sure. I wouldn't be doing, doing that. Yeah. You know? you know what I mean? And using that, you know, obviously it's ultimately we put, we don't want to put anybody above the Lord, you know what I mean? But man, I know that it helps, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and putting those perspectives because we can see those things and we can, like I, having that attachment to that person, right. you know what I mean? It's like, don't, don't squander that time and don't squander that hurt, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and what you have, because you have that now, you know? 
Guys, thank you so much for, for this. I know it flew for us. You know, I've talked about this before when we had these long podcasts. I listen to a majority of my podcasts, especially that I, there's a three hour podcast that I listen to and I listen on one and a half time speed. So, you know, if you're always speed like, oh, up. I don't know if I'm going to listen to this. Hey, that's just a little, little hack for you guys. Hey, um, what are some things that have helped you with your grief and, and going through certain things? If, if, if there's some other things that maybe we didn't cover and you guys have something, um, I'm sure this is going to be a topic that we're going to go circle back through again and, uh, reach out to us, let us know. Um, don't, you know, yeah, let us know if there's something else too. Like if there's something specific with grief, maybe we can, we can hit that up Yeah, because this was, I, I, I'm sorry for all of you that are listening to me heal through, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stuff that I didn't even realize I was going to talk about. So, um, let us know what, what we can do. Yeah. I mean, don't bottle up inside. Yep. Don't, don't let two years pass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good. Cool. And so, you can praise out. Yep. Dear heavenly father, we thank you right now for the trials that you do put us through that refine us and, and sanctify us and just make us stronger. God, that, that, the whole time you're in control and as long as we trust in you and we trust in your promises that um that we're going to be glorified in the end just like it says in romans the the sufferings that we're going to go through now are nothing compared to the glory that we're going to have and i pray that anybody who is going through a, a trial a suffering um going through any kind of grief right now, God, that you just come down and you protect them and you comfort them and you show them that grace that that my wife showed me that 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 opened up my eyes and and changed me, God. Um, and the and the grace, I, I truly believe that grace was your grace, God. And I I am so thankful for that. Um, please just come alongside any of our brothers and sisters that may be struggling and and pull them up god and ultimately what what we want to do is be obedient and have your will be done god and we pray all this in jesus mighty name amen, amen.